0: Subject number four, weaponizing feelings and emotions. I've been wanting to do this uh, since, like, episode um, two. Yeah, episode two. I I was really hoping to do this and cover this subject because it it was kind of going to prepare people for, like, whatever the government was going to do. If things were to have gotten worse about the coronavirus, then, you know, that's where talking about weaponizing feelings and emotions, would be the core of what was going to drive to mass hysteria. Now, luckily, everything didn't turn out the way they were probably hoping for, whoever was behind all this evilness. But, at the same time, they did get their way to where things have been changed now. Now, um, social distancing and and um, face covers are the the new normal, you know. Anyways, <clears throat> so as far as the weaponizing part goes, I did notice that that's where a lot of Navajo relationships, they fall apart. And not only that, but people are not sharing their experiences with them anymore. Uh, The whole bird and the bees situation has now been replaced by porn. (laughs) And me and Navajo Pedro did cover this before where we were saying that uh, porn gives us expectations for young Navajo dudes to try to strive for. And when they look at, you know, the way these porn actresses, you know, "Quote unquote actresses." That's that's the word you gotta always remember. These are actresses. They get paid to scream, moan, and all that stuff. When they try to do that to a um, uh, a female that they're dating, it's just in unreal expectation. Because the female she'll be like, "Hey, what the hell are you doing?" "Oh, well, I saw this in a movie before. I got to do this and that to you." And the chick's like, "No, you ain't doing that to me. Hell no!" And he's like, "You know." Then they get violent, and you know. Rape could possibly occur, but for the most part, it might turn negative after that unless the unless the young lady is down for that type of thing so as far as um weaponizing that's well I guess that would also be like weaponizing sexuality and at the same time, when another type of weaponizing it comes into play that I've seen on the reservation with with couples especially young couples is that back and forth game where they after they break up, either to get revenge, the the young lady would go after even her her significant other's, um, his friend, his brother, just another guy get nailed by him, just so she could have that satisfaction of knowing that she got nailed by this by this person to make the other person jealous. And then that dude does the same thing. He's like, oh, well, she's going to do that. I'm going to do that to her sister, her cousin, her best friend, or whatever. And that happens. Now it's a game of back and forth. Who can hurt who the most? And that's just a big waste of time, you know? And it's like, why even be in that relationship if that's all you're going to do is try to hurt each other through that type of um, that type of activity, that type of mindset? And... Basically, nobody comes out of winner because that's all childish. That's all still, like, it's still immature to, to think like that. And then the other sad thing that I've, I've seen and noticed is the weaponizing of children. Oh, man, that's like a low blow uh, in, into a dude's gonads when um, his the mother of his children uh, starts to say, well, now you owe me child support. And he's like, well, I don't have a job. She's like, well, too bad. Then the state gets involved and they're like, mister, you need to pay your lady and your child child support because if not, we're going to throw you in jail. So he gets a job, does his best. And she's like, well, give me my money. Where's my money? And he's like, no, this money is not for you. It's for our child that we that we both conceived. And she's like, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's for us, you know, I was referring to herself and the child. So when he does that, um, then she gets entitled to it. Like, oh, you were late last month for the child support money. Give me some more. You need to give me more. So he has to. And then, you know, there he is struggling. And he's like, hey, Mateo, can you give me a ride? Hey, Mateo, you got $20? Hey, Mateo, can you help me out? I I paid my child support and I got, you know, I got nowhere to stay. I got no one to help me. I, I got nowhere to eat, you know. And there goes Mateo, you know. He's like, oh, come on, man, you know. Just think with your big head, not your little head, but. You know, we're, um, you know, I don't really want to say that too much because then it might sound like I'm judging them, being too critical, and like I'm too perfect. That you know, I don't have to go through that. But I just, you know, at some point, some people do get on your nerves when you try to help them out a lot, and they start to become slackers and they start taking advantage of your help. So <laughs> then that becomes like weaponizing of their their feelings uh, that they they feel useless and worthless, and nobody's helping them, and you know all that. So all these things, it's like, what has the coronavirus done? Well, it's exposed it even more. But at the same time, it it has exposed that some Navajos refuse to look at that reality. They're like, oh no, you know, Joe Biden's going to give us some more money, so I'm waiting for that. And it's like, yeah, you, you get a couple of hundred dollars, but you know what? You're just going to blow it again anyways, so... Just kind of do like a self-reflecting and understand that, you know, there are things you can do with that money besides spend it quickly. And, you know, like I was saying about investments and investing in, in collective coins. And, you know, or just kind of putting putting money aside for the unborn child or the, the toddler child's future, graduation, all that stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, that's how when when this whole weaponizing thing starts to happen, you kind of have to look at, well, is this kind of like a, like a human thing? Or is this kind of like a reservation thing? Or is this like a poverty thing? Or is it just all around universal? And when you think about that, hopefully you think that, you know, if, if you're contributing to that, that you're able to say, you know what, I'm going to stop that because it's, it's not the world I want to create with the, uh, Uh, magnetic uh, electromagnetic field that the earth has i don't i don't want my negative putting my negative energy out there to to mix around and then it comes back again because electricity travels flat uh, fast you know and um then it comes back and hits you and then then someone tells you well karma you know that's karma in effect you know and you're like shut up don't tell me that (laughs) you know it's so it's all that everything in this world is connected. And that's what these, uh, medicine men were saying, you know, especially when I was, uh, in my teenage years, I would really, you know, I would have like a translator or if these Navajos, uh, I mean, if these medicine men, if they spoke English a little bit more clear, I would understand, you know, or interpreter would kind of tell me. And so that's how I would come to know this world as everything is connected. And everything that I thought what had nothing to do with me, it did in, in some certain ways, in some certain respects. it has like that domino effect where eventually it'll reach me by you know, by getting by following a path. And And that's where I'm kind of looking at all this um, weaponizing of feelings and emotions. And I'm like, man, we really need to, I hate to say we need to do a better job at doing a better job, but we definitely need to really focus on ourselves as Navajos and kind of look at just how the outside world looks at us. Like you guys are the nature people. You're the ones that are keeping things in balance. So if you're turning on each other, weaponizing your feelings and your thoughts, your emotions, your sexuality, weaponizing your life, your kids, everything, then who are you natives really? Are you just another? Are you just another byproduct of, you know, just merging into one giant race of humans, and a perfect example of that was that show uh, South Park. And in South Park, there's this episode where these, where these aliens they come back to the times of you know the, yeah, the two thousands you know the, and those South Park kids they were like, you know these are these are humans from the future. And when they spoke, it was just like all garbled. And, you know, eventually somebody discovered that these were humans from the future, that they were all blended into one race. Every every major race on this planet was all merged together. And all the languages, uh, I think altogether there's like, what, 32 different languages? Or, no, I'm pretty sure there's more, but out of, like, the major dialects, there's 32. And all those mashed into one. So then it became one one race, one language, and one future. And they had no jobs. So they came back to, you know, these times that we're living in. And that's where they started looking for jobs. And, you know, it kind of turned into, like, this whole Mexicans are stealing our job type of uh, scenario. And it was funny, but, you know, it kind of made me really realize that, damn, we are... We are doing that now because, um, if you, if you kind of look around at your family tree, your family timeline there, well, not so much your timeline, but your family tree, when it starts branching out, now we're seeing more Navajos starting to date and make, uh, children's with other, other races, um, and it's not, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. It's just like, that's just the way it's going. And if that was already prophesized, then these, um, I hate to say it like this, but these half breeds are now coming back and some of them, they do like the Navajo culture. Some of them, I did hear some of the, some people that I know of, I was about two or three of them. They said, Oh, I wish I was full blooded Navajo. I'm like, really? <laughs> They're like, yeah. They're like. Um, I wish I could speak the language, I wish I would know the prayers and the songs. I was like, oh, okay. And then the other thing too is that there are a lot of um, purebred Navajos that they feel that they really can't, either they don't want to date an outside race or they just can't find their equivalent, their equal, so... I'm kind of thinking that's where maybe incest is slowly playing a part. Now, it's not necessarily meaning brother and sister, but just like with family members, like first cousins and second cousins. And that's where the Navajo culture is kind of slowly starting to teeter off of existence. (laughs) Because who's going to be really walking around saying, oh, let's keep everything alive? Let's keep everything together. We have elected officials that don't even promote that. And that's why I was trying to make that point when I was talking about the the Medicine Man Association. If they know that everything in this world is connected, why didn't they just step forward and say, people, chill out, don't freak out, we have the answers, we just need to work together and not spread fear. We, let's use the electromagnetic energy in this earth and let's go fix all that. Let's go have a day of prayer that doesn't involve um, going to church. Let's have a day where we kind of, you know, you stay at your home and like at four o'clock in the afternoon, you take about 15 minutes and think about something positive positive. Think about your people in a positive light. Think about all the the love, the harmony, the gratitude, the compassion, all the positive things you can think of for 15 minutes. Let's see if we can change that. Let's let's make that like a weekly thing where we always do that and make that announcement rather than having KTN say, this many people died and that many people died. And, oh, you need to get vaccinated. You got to be careful. You need to stay home. You need to, you know, it's like, oh, just shut up, would you? And that's where... All these topics that I'm talking about, they all complement one another. They all connect to one another. If you kind of understand where I'm going with this now, now that season one's coming to an end, it's it's coming to a close and um, foresee, like I said, uh, episode 22, I'm going to get Navo Pedro, see if I can work out something with him and hurry up and try to do episode 22 and release it so that way when i do season two i can just go from there and just um i don't have to kind of like keep tracking him down and work around his schedule because like i said you know he's working and i don't want to mess that up and and what i'm already talking about you know i can't really wait for him anymore you know so but i'm always open for more guests i'm always open for more excuse me suggestions like like the one about um surviving spouses i mean spouses and uh, significant others dealing with combat veterans I, I that was like a crowning moment in my podcast where i got like wow somebody actually asked me about that that's cool but all is weaponizing man it's like i said it's coming from the fact that we are a warrior tribe we're not a research tribe and weaponizing is just it's just natural it's just what we do but we need to also start realizing that we need to slow down. Just like what I was saying about eating, we have these big old portions of like pizza and chicken that we're not even finishing, and we're just like, ah, I don't want that. While in other starving countries, these little kids, oh man, it's really heartbreaking when you find out that if you give them a piece of bread, they're like, they don't want to eat it. And you ask them, well, you know, here, here's here's a cookie, here's a donut, you know, here's um, you know, here's a piece of sausage eat it and they're like no no thank you and they just kind of keep looking at it and holding on to it and you're like well how come you don't want to eat this you're starving look at you you're you're near death and they're like well i'm afraid if i eat it i won't have anything left to eat and if that really doesn't tug at your heartstrings i don't know what will but that's where i'm trying to avoid going down that route so if somebody says Hey, Native Ravager, you shouldn't be talking about these things. Like, well, how are we going to fix the world if I don't? Who am I going to inspire if I don't? And it's not to be a smartass. It's just because I just am tired of endangered species. You know, and I'm just tired of the lack of information, resources, and communications that we have nowadays. So hopefully this really helps you out. And if you're cruising on the road, man, it should really make you think. But... So for the most part, let's just uh, let's not overdo it. Let's just kind of keep these uh, segments under under 20 minutes, under 18 minutes, 17 minutes, whatever. Now let's go jump on to our final, final, final um, segment of the night. Stay tuned. <laughs>